put our hands together. Amen. Let's put our hands together this morning. As we are worshiping. Oh my God. I know it's cold outside. It's sure getting cold in here. Amen. Amen. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. Yes, mother. There's a storm out. Out in the ocean. And it's moving this whole way. If your soul is not anchored in Jesus, it will surely, I wonder how I got a witness, drift away. There's a storm out. Out in the ocean, and it's moving, moving, moving this way. If your soul is not anchored in Jesus, it will surely drift away. Drift away, way, way. Drift away. Surely your soul drift away. If your soul is not anchored in Jesus, it will surely. Corinthians, the 6th chapter, and the 11th verse. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, <laughs> but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, yes. and by the, Spirit of, uh, by the Spirit of our God. Put a pen there, and you shall read from the Living Bible. reading there was a time when some of you were just like uh, thieves <laughs> some of you were just like greedy people there was a time when some of you were drunkards there was another time when some of you were slanderers and some of them the others of you were even robbers. That's what you were like. That, but, uh, but, but now your sins 
Yes, sir. Are washed away. Yes. I'm beginning to hear you right now. Yes, Lord. And you are set apart for God. Yes. And he has accepted you mm -hmm. because of what the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God mm -hmm. have done for you. Let's put an amen right there. Amen. I want you to look around at somebody in the audience today or in the room or the, at home even and, and just simply repeat after me. I am not, I am not for sale, for sale. Because, the Lord because the Lord has purchased me, has purchased me. As, he is. as he is. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. If, if I had to uh, put a, a tag on our message or subject this message, I want to subject this and as is property. And as is property. My brothers and sisters, uh, incorporated in the merchandise industry is what we call as is inventory. And if any one or two or three of us are frugal shoppers, <laughs> then you know what I'm talking about. That is for our few uh, uh, frugal shoppers mm -hmm. or not so frugal shoppers, we might see the label or tag or receipt in a purchase transaction that says that you must purchase it as is. This receipt suggests that this is not a new item, but this is an as-is property, and as-is purchase. Very quickly, and as-is property is a clause, it is an agreement uh, providing that the buyer accepts uh, the item for sale in its uh, present condition or existing condition mm -hmm. without modification and without repair. All right. That is that it is a warning to the customer uh -huh. that the merchandise may or may not be functional. All right. As a son of a as-is shopper, some of my mother's best uh, shopping experiences would be from rummage sales, thrift shops, estate sales. I wonder how I got witnesses. I think I have to. It's getting warm in here right now. Or commercial um, assets or uh, establishments that specialize in usables. Now, now, now. Quite a bit of money can be saved when we buy furniture, yes. uh, automobiles, yes. uh, uh, houses, yes. boats, planes, or appliances that have small dents, scratches, yes. missing pieces that require some level of operative attention. Yes. Now, as and now as and as is property mm -hmm. 
let me quickly say, does not mean that the product is bad. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It, it, it suggests that it may not be a warranty that's attached to the item that you have received. And if we feel a need to purchase, let me just say, we uh, fully acknowledge then mm -hmm. the fact that we might be fully disappointed yeah. with our own purchase. But that doesn't disappoint the purchaser who has a restoration in his or her mind. All right. Just like the young man that buys an old car, that, that it is dented, it, it, it's, it's inoperable and ugly, and it proves that he might have just purchased a lemon. But he has let me just say, restoration. Hello. Yeah. I wonder, have I got witnesses at this house? Yeah. He has restoration yeah. in mind. That is, he's planning to remove the dents, yeah. give it a new paint job, yeah. give it new wheels, yeah. press up the interior, yeah. and add some hydraulics, 26s, 24s, 28s, 25, He's planning to take this old car, an automobile because he has something else. I want to have a guy witnesses in his house in his or her mind. It is possible then that God had some of this and something of this nature in mind when he looked way down in this world and saw its sad estate and decide to redeem it to himself. Uh, what he saw, what he saw, what he saw was a world filled with sin, hatred, and ungodliness. Yes, sir. Yet, he loved this world so much that he gave his only begotten son who purchased his salvation with his own blood. Yes. He purchased it. Why did he purchase it? He purchased it because, you know, uh, yeah, we were a real wreck. <laughs> but let me tell you, when he took the purchase, and when he bought it, he had restoration in his mind. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, one day, one day, I was in need of some repair. One day, one day, I think I have some testimonies in this house. One day, I was broken in and I needed some fixing. One day I needed some molding. Some, I, I needed to be put back together. I needed some mending. One day, one day, one or two days I needed that. And as Christians, we should rejoice that our God looked down on our feeble estate and he loved us enough to look beyond our immediate faults and flaws and sees and saw our deeds. We came to him in a state of as is. But when God, I want to have a witnesses in the house, gets through with us, we're gonna see a change in our life. Now, now if, 
let, let us quickly examine our biblical text. Mm -hmm. We discover Paul explaining in our biblical text this morning how uh, the Christians of Corinth should move from sinfulness, move toward righteousness. Yes, sir. Yes. Paul further makes it clear, plain, and intelligible that a Christian was a person who stood condemned before God. Uh -huh. But after Christ got in his system, come on, system come on, come on. we become new creatures. If, if we want to experience, my brothers and sisters, a higher level, yes. and, and I'm talking to our digital disciples out here, if we want to experience a higher level, uh -huh. If we, all you have to do is take a long, long walk yeah. Yeah. with Jesus Christ. All right. The songwriter got it right. Yes, sir. When they said, "Walk with me, Lord," yes. you know that's personal. Yes, yes. Walk yes. with me yes. while I'm on. Yes. Ah, yes, right, right, right there, right there, right there. Somebody feels me right now. While I'm on this teacher's journey, yes. I want Jesus yes. to walk with me. And while I'm walking with Jesus, our best testimony is that we can step out of the darkness uh -huh, uh -huh. into his marvelous light. And yes, those yes, who are trying to get your life together, you can step out of into darkness and step into God's marvelous light. Well, just allow me to admit that, that we don't have to be isolated Come on. in a world of, I, I know every verse of the Bible. Uh -oh. We don't have to know uh -huh. uh, every number that's in every kind of hymn book. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to know our hymn book dates. Come on, come on. We don't have to know our hymn book times. No. We don't even have to know every worship service uh -huh. that we have to come to. Uh -huh. But God offers us more than a stanza or in a hymn. But he sees us as as is yeah. property. Yeah. And we can sing this morning, I once was lost, yes, sir. Yes, sir. but now I'm found. Yes. Was blind, but now I see. Very quickly, very quickly. What then does God <coughs> see in us as in, as, as is property? There are three visionary perspectives that we can see this morning, three visionary perspectives. The first is that God and God alone sees our flaws. We might say, no, we see your flaws. No, you see my mistakes. But flaws, you can't see them because everybody has them because human flaws are not visible to the naked eyes. And put it like this, some of us who have been in and out of shopping malls or shopping complexes or stores, and many of us have been in larger malls, outlet. We have been in the uh, uh, name brand companies and 
We've often uh, been in uh, the special uh, designer sections of these stores. But, 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 and, and if you go in these designer shops, uh, they might have a, you know, in a small section, and they might call it clearance. Well, the clearance area, well, what is that about? Why would they have a clearance, cl clearance area? Well, uh, yeah, one-fourth, because, and they used to might have there the one-fourth of the price, because if you know, if you go in the uh, clearance area, you might not see a small flaw with your naked eye. You might not see that. You might see a corner, but it's somewhere on the garment. It's a flaw. It's so small that it's hardly visible. Well, that's the way it is with us. All right. He would be perfect, but she would be perfect. But God loves us with the full knowledge that we are flawed. I can't see your flaw. I can't see your flaw. You might not be able to see my flaw. You see my mistakes, but you can't see my flaw. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with this. He knows our temple. He knows our cheating. He knows our wild ambition. He knows yes. our vices. He knows everything yes. about us. Yes, he does. Uh, yes. And he chooses yes. Yes. to yes. love us anyway. What does God know? What does God know? What does God know? Here it is. Here it is. Psalm 139, 2 says, Thou knowest yes. my down city. And I notice yes. my uprising. Yes. And I understand that my thought <laughs> from afar off. Yes. That is, God sees our bad stitching. God sees our mouths turned upside down. God sees our faded colors. God sees our temper. God chooses then to love us. Yes. Anyhow. Yes. You know, Christ paid the price of our salvation. Yes, he did. On Calvary with, with the full knowledge mm -hmm. that some of the souls that he purchased mm -hmm. were really messed up. But his purchase gave us another chance. Yes, yes. But then the secondary visionary perspective is that God in Christ Jesus can and will fasten and fix what affects what affects our flaws. All right. You, you, you know, in this world, well, let me say it like this: a woodworker sees a scratch on a piece of furniture. All right. And he says, "I can fix that." Auto mechanic intends to remold the dent in a car mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and says, I can fix that. The seamstress mm -hmm. can fix a zipper yeah. that doesn't zip. Mm -hmm. And he or she will say, 
I can fix that. And it is in the Christian theology and the Bible-backed believing of God that can move a person from a state of sin to a state of salvation. In other words, God can fix us when we get broken. Every day, God is working on the scratch. Every day, the Lord is polishing up the rough edges. Every day, Jesus is restitching our lives. Every day, some of us are in the first stages of God's fix-it-up plan. Others of us are further along. And we have many flaws on us. Church critics, church critics say that Christians are all messed up. And they might be right. But we are all spiritual rejects. So if you're out there on the 10-5, just come in and join the party. Because God takes all the rejects. Yes, he does. And purchase them for life, for his life for less plan. Yes, yes, yes. The difference is that we've been purchased and God is fixing us up. Some of us came to Jesus broken and looking for a quick fix. And we have since learned that what he offers, he doesn't offer quick fixes. But Jesus offers extreme makeovers. Yes. <laughs> he can make you over. He can make you over. Then the third and last visionary perspective is not only does God see and fix flaws, but God sees what's fixed flaws can become. He looks at us, in other words, he looks at us and sees what we are and then he looks at us and see what we can become. Yes. I wonder how I got away. Even where we're standing. Even where our flaws are, God can fix us. When we came to God, he even knows where we're standing on the promises. Let me tell you, before it's all over, we're going to need a makeover. And God is in the business of making us over. When you go to your beautician, <laughs> she knows you need a makeover. When you go to your barber, he knows that you need a makeover. When you go to your doctor, he or she is going to know that you need some work on you. You need to exercise, some exercise on you. You need some surgery on you. It's going to take place. When you go to the teacher, he or she knows that your brain knows that it needs to be made all over again. Because there are times when we need a do-over, not just a makeover. But God sees what we can become. And when he gets through with us, you know, God, you know, let me just say it like this. God is not alarmed by what we say or what we do. 
if you've ever watched an auto mechanic do his work, you notice that he's not intimidated by the condition of the wrecks that he receives in his shop. He gets a picture in his mind how he must proceed to do his job. He gonna tear out the bumpers, the thin doors, he's gonna tear up the hood, he gonna get the windshields, He's going to even take the seats out. And he's going to remove them and scatter them around. He assumed broken parts, as he's working on it, are going to be repaired. That's right. Dents are going to be removed. It will be freshly painted. And it will return improved and ready for each and every one of us. That's it. Then in a similar sense, God does us the same way. Yeah. He sees what we can be. But to get us there, he must take us apart. <laughs> Come on. Stitch by stitch. Limb by limb. Yeah. He must strip us down so he can put us back together again. One day he told the prophet Jeremiah to go to the potter's house and watch the potter work. And as the potter worked on the clay, what he found was a flaw. If he found a flaw, he tore down the whole creation of the mold and he started all over again. One day God told Jeremiah that is what he has to do to his people sometimes. He says, tear them down to build them up again. First Corinthians says it like this, two and, two and nine, he said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. God is working on us. Now we are not there yet. But I like that songwriter when he wrote, Lord, please be patient with me. God, 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 God is not through with me yet. Well, well, more than 2,000 years plus ago, maybe 23 more years, God saw that there were some as-is properties that needed to be purchased. So he decided to purchase it with a gift for you and for me. And we have to pay it out in a testimony. What's your testimony? A testimony of repentance. We have to pay it out and say, Lord, I'm here. And I need you right now. The kind of testimony that Charlotte Elliott wrote and learned shortly before she'd become an invalid and was helpless for more than 50 years living in a state as an invalid. But one day, 
Dr. Caesar Malaz visited her father's home, uh-huh. and there was she, lay. And the Dr. Milan talked with her concerning her soul salvation. All right. She was offered, and she was offered a question. Uh-huh. Uh, but when Dr. Milan told her that question, uh, she was deeply offended in that question she was asked. You want to be born again? She was deeply uh, vexed by it. But let me tell you, as she talked to him, she told him, you know, I'm in no condition for rebirth. Look at my body. I'm in no condition to be fixed over again. But after Dr. Manon left, he left for a couple of weeks. And she would lay there, and the question would not go away. But it it wouldn't go away. So then the next couple of weeks later, Dr. Milan, she met him one more time. Uh And uh, Dr. Milan again told him a question uh, that, and then she responded, it troubled her after she was told that question. And she just was standing there and not standing there, laying there, continuing to talk to Dr. Milan and telling her she was deeply troubled with this, and she All couldn't right. do anything about it. She was laying there, invalid, disgusted. Her life was going by, zipping by, and she couldn't do anything about it. But she did not know how to find God. Uh-huh. And Dr. Milan, since that, neither did she find out how to feel worthy. But the doctor told her in that same session, God is always nearby. Just come to him as you are. And that time on, she accepted Jesus Christ that day. And she wrote a song a little later that said, just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me. And thou thou biddest come to thee. O Lamb, O Lamb, O Lamb, O Lamb, O Lamb of God, I come, I come, I come. Well, I don't know how you feel about it today, but some of us are floating between is and as is. We might have a problem with living and we're floating around disgusted. We're floating around saying the pandemic is taking us by storm. But let me tell you once today, before I close, I want to say Jesus made an online purchase and all we have to do is call him up call him up tell him what you want here's how you tell him just as I am without one plea that my blood was shed for me oh, 
to the church rope. Doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. <laughs>